and needs to be fully understood uh, by each of you. And so rather than have someone come and speak to you, uh, we're going to have four people come up and speak with you. They're going to share with you what they have come to realize about their relationship to God in the generosity of giving uh, because uh, that also is a part of grace. Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, Foster Smith to uh, facilitate this conversation between uh, our uh, four participants and ask you to give your complete and undivided attention. Thank you, John. I feel like being very quiet. I see a sleeping baby. <laughs> uh, well, good. Welcome, Amelia. Amelia is the youngest one here. And uh, all the way to my left is Cal Hugie. And Cal, we're glad to have you. Cal has done a lot of things in his life, but currently he's the uh, head of the sailing team here at St. Paul. So we're real glad to have <laughs> you with us. Uh, and that's Karen and Justin Miller. Uh, Karen is a veterinarian with uh, Dr. Glenn and Susan Haynes here in town, and Justin is an equine uh, veterinarian with horses, so thank you for being here. Betty Krajitsky, you know her often playing the flute on stage, so we're glad to have you, Betty. And welcome to uh, Grace in Giving and Generosity. Uh, that's the series that we've been in, Law and Grace, and this is Grace in Giving and Generosity. Uh, we've assembled a uh, panel of our peers to help us highlight the subject. Um, and so I'm going to do a little Q&A question and answer here. And first, uh, the, the word tithe we covered uh, in the last, uh, well, last service, we talked about tithe and tithe being a tenth. Uh, when I was 20, my dad said, do you know what the word tithe meant? And I said, no, sir, I don't know what the word tithe meant. It means a tenth of anything, a tenth tithe. And, uh, and so uh, we started uh, back in December uh, with first things first, a covenant Sunday and a covenant time to put a covenant in place for ourselves as to what we would promise and how we would do it. Uh, based on Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, uh, which says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Uh, why? Because God needs the money, which, of course, isn't what the next part of the verse says. Uh, it says, no, because so that your barns will be filled with plenty and so that your presses will burst out with new wine. This is part of God's program for his people to prosper and do well. So we started with that uh, back in December, and so I've asked these folks if they would address the concept of the 10-10-80 idea, 10% in giving, 10% in savings, 80% in living. So we're looking for you to be a, a giver, a saver, and a bill payer. Okay, so that's what we're looking at in terms of that concept. So if we could start. Um, Aha. All right. Betty, uh, what caused uh, you and Bob to get on board with the, uh, with the concept of first things first? And, you know, what happened to your life that made you decide to do this? Well, actually, can you hear me okay? Um, actually, we have been tithing for maybe 17 or 18 years. I okay. mean, it's been a while. So 
Not um, new, not new. Not new, no. Okay, so. pass it on to Justin. Turn, all right, cause you to get on board. Um, I, I guess it, it has to do with the way that uh, both Karen and I were taught by our parents that that, that was the right thing to do, to tithe, and, and we've, um, every church that we've been to has taught tithing, and so that's something that we've, we've always believed was important, and that's something that we should do, and so we've, we've been um, tithing for about 10 years since, since I graduated from university is when we really started uh, doing it regularly and faithfully. Okay. Cal? You want to repeat the question? Tithing. Is it a good idea? What caused you to get on board with it? Or giving, generous giving? Well, Boo and I started tithing shortly after we were married. Um, and I think, well, I know we started, I started because it was the thing to do. Uh, it was duty. And we had to do it. Um, and it was interesting. I don't know if this is the time to answer that question. Sure, too. why not? It was interesting because we were in business with ourselves and our family. And I love the part about filling up the barns because we were in the farming <laughs> business. And, you know, because I did it for all the wrong reasons, I think, we ended up going out of business. Mm -mm -mm. But we kept tithing because it was what had to be done. And it, what it, the change it made in me through that experience got me tithing for what I think now are the correct reasons. All right. Pass it back down to Betty, please. All right. Betty, um, when times are tight, is tithing an option? Well, actually, about um, four or five years ago, Bob and I both lost our jobs, Bob, my husband, and so times were tight. Um, and we had actually, you know, we had been tithing for a long time at that point, but we thought, well, we have no income, so we stopped tithing. And... I forget how long that went on, but it felt awful. I felt like I was uh, unmoored, sort of, like mm -hmm. um, tithing had become such a part of our lives that it just didn't feel right. I mean, I knew that God was still caring for us, and he would still care for us. So we, purely in faith, I mean, before Bob even got a job, we started giving again, and I don't think it was very much, but... It just it felt wonderful because it was the right thing to do. I mean, tithing, I mean, when we first started tithing, sort of like Cal was saying, it was more legalistic than anything else, I think. Um, but by this point, it had become such a part of us that, you know, when we weren't tithing, it was as if we something was missing from the tapestry. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. All right. Justin, uh, how does it feel to put God first in your financial priorities? Any blessings that have come your way from putting uh, God first in this arena? Yeah, I think we've, we've experienced uh, the blessings from being faithful in the tithe, uh, not only um, financial blessings, which, which we've seen, but also uh, spiritual blessings and, and blessings in, uh, in family and, and health and uh, in work. All areas of our life. All right, Karen, while you're there, um, in terms of, uh, I'm thinking from what Justin said, uh, Malachi says that, uh, prove me now here with, says the Lord, uh, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there won't be res 
room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. It's hard to find out what blessings are that haven't gone wrong because right? you can't measure that, boy, I didn't get in that car wreck or I didn't get that on and on. And so uh, there's a twofold thing to that. But he says, bring me in all the tithes and offerings. Is there any difference between tithes and offerings, Karen? Tithe is the first 10% and offering is above that. And um, recently we were asked to give to the building fund. And um, we were presented with an amount that um, was needed. And, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's just no way that's, that, that's way beyond what we could ever do. And we both had that thought, and we said, well, give us a week to think about it. And I think with that and with the tithe, it's important to say to God, what is it you want from us? You know, he'll let you know in your spirit, and, and it might not be 10% at first. It might be 1% or 2%. But I said, give me the right attitude about this and show me what you know, what you want. And, and over a week, I started seeing it not as an obligation, not as a requirement, but as an opportunity um, to receive from God, too, not, not just um, monetarily, certainly, but um, to bless us in other ways and to draw us closer to him as we took a step of faith in that area, and, and it has done that. And we're not there yet, but, but uh, we believe we will be. All right. Cal, any, um, any thoughts on what the toughest part of prioritizing your finances is include the Lord uh, making him first on the list? The toughest part. Well, the toughest part comes when there isn't anything to give. <laughs> uh, and, and you know you should, but I think prioritizing, you know, if you've got bills to pay, what do I do? What do I do? I think, to me, the toughest part was getting to the point knowing that this is my responsibility from my heart, that the Lord has said, give. And I found out over the 40 years now that I've been a Christian that I can't outgive God. Mm. You know, when I didn't think I could do it and I did it, somehow it came back. Maybe not in money, but it came back. Hmm. Okay. Betty? What does Thanksgiving, what does Thanksgiving have to do with all of this? Is there a difference between grudge giving that I have to do this or duty giving that uh, I ought to do this? Uh, what does Thanksgiving have a role in this? As I said before, I think when we first started tithing, I'm pretty sure it was mostly duty giving. I don't know if it was actually grudge giving, but it was definitely <laughs> duty giving. Okay. And, but just, I mean, it was when we were pretty much starting out our, our closer walk with the Lord, and as we progressed and grew closer to God, I mean, it became, I just got to say, it's just, there is a joy that comes on when, like now Bob's a consultant, so the, the income doesn't come in regularly, but... When, when a check comes in, okay, nice oh, it. gosh, it's such a wonderful feeling. And as some of you know, my parents died in the last few years and were blessed enough that we received a nice check from my parents. And I was so excited to be able to write just a big check for the St. Paul's Building Fund. I mean, it's, it's a joy like no other. because 
and it and it's not hard for us anymore because we're just I mean it's the Lord's money to begin with I mean that that sounds very cliche but it's true everything is the Lord's and so it's like we're giving him back what's already his and it's to do his work and and as of other, others have said um, through the years there's times when um, the money the income's not as much or whatever where things are tighter but God has never let us down God's always been the safety net for us I mean isn't and we certainly don't take it for granted I mean I it can sound like that but um, it's just it's just part of our faith it's part of our overall makeup all right Justin did you start doing this all at once or what steps did you take to do it uh, we did start all at once and I think that's probably the easiest way to do it is, is just uh, jump in and do it and, and we don't we don't question it it's just automatic for us um, and that that for us has been the easiest way to deal with it I think if you uh, if, if you can't do it all at once then it, it'll be fine to do uh, a smaller percentage but but I think it's important to work towards that that 10 percent um, it's too easy to justify um, all the reasons why you can't but but we've been we've been blessed by doing it that way and um, that's that's what I would recommend well, Justin and Karen are from Canada, and uh, the only time that this has totally been true was when I was in Canada, and would you like to go swimming? The Bay of Fundy, 48 degrees. You don't put your toe in. It's all or nothing. So anyway, it's much easier to get in. Uh, so anyhow, terrific. Okay, so uh, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So how has the Lord uh, used giving to bring you closer to him, Cal? What I think the Lord really did in me was to teach me to hold things very loosely. That, you know, I think we all get tied up with, boy, I want this, I want that, I want that. Well, the Lord's blessed us beyond any dream I could ever have. But it's all his. And if the Lord says, get rid of this, I'm ready to get rid of it because sometimes what you got's a pain in the neck <laughs> and it's nice to be rid of it because we get so tied up with what we have instead of who we are because the Lord has done a work in us. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Back down to Ms. Krajitsky. So if someone uh, were to ask you why to give to God first, uh, why do you give uh 10% giving or, or more uh, to God, what would you say? Why, why, why do you do this? Why first? Um, well, giving first, um, it helps me prioritize. It helps us prioritize and budget. Um, it, I don't know, if you have an automatic draft, a lot of our payments are automatic draft nowadays, and that just makes it easier, doesn't it? Because you don't really even have to think about it. Well, when the tithe comes first, it's just, it's a given. Um, we write that check, and then what's left, you know, we, we live and save on. But, um, um, and, I've, and I've spoken of the joy and everything, but if you're talking about the giving first, that, that's what I would say. Uh, it sounds like, uh, it sounds kind of rote, I guess, uh, but it's like an automatic draft. Okay. Does it become routine? 
Does it become routine? It, it is, uh, it's routine in that it's, it's something that we do automatically, but I, I think it's important that it's done with the right spirit and, and right heart and so that you don't just uh, do it uh, out of duty, but you think about it, you think about how uh, God has blessed us to be a blessing and, and so we're giving him back a portion of what he's giving us. Do you find your heart is turned closer to the Lord through that verse where Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also? Yes, yeah, and I think, you know, again, it's, it's a matter of uh, have, if you have a heart for God, then you want to do um, things that, that will please him and things that will uh, ultimately benefit you. Okay. Karen? Um, you asked about first, and I think first requires more faith, and I think that's why... It, that's one of the reasons why it is that way because if you did it last you'd know there was the money there for it and you wouldn't have to wonder well <laughs> is this going to work you know right. but I think that's a step of faith in your your finances and I think it it helps you have faith in other areas as well mm. thank you Cal uh, what would you say to someone who wanted to become a uh, 10% giver a uh, generous giver, someone with the grace of giving and generosity, what steps would you encourage them to take? To get them started doing it? Right. Well, I, I, I think just jumping in is a great way to do it. <coughs> we all know that's not always easy. And I think if someone were to come to me and say, how do I start this? I, my first suggestion would be to find someone who's already doing it, who will walk alongside you, who you would trust. I would, I'm one who would set up, okay, you get X thousands of dollars a month, X hundred dollars a month. Let's start, what are your bills? What are your obligations you have to do? What can we get rid of? And make it, just start really with a budgetary process. Mm -hmm. Okay. What would you say, Betty, to uh, somebody who wanted to know how to start? What would you tell them? Well, prayer. Okay. Ask the, ask the Lord's leading. Um, I just, the second song that the worship team did today, I had never heard it before. Um, and what's it called, Patty? Um, not for a moment or something like that. Um, and I was just struck by that this is what it is. Um, God never leaves us, not for a moment. And with God, there is no fear. So trust in the Lord. Um, Well, we, we had it on the screen, and we read Second uh, Corinthians. Uh, but this I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Um, and that let every man give as he purposes in his heart. So that purposes in his heart is, that is, leading of the spirit that they're talking about where the where the lord is leading you uh purpose in his heart so let him give not grudgingly because i ought to not of necessity because i have to for god loveth a cheerful giver and that is the grace in giving and in generosity there was a pastor with a six-year-old 
took him to McDonald's. We're going to have some French fries and some dad and son time. French fries came. Son's eating away. Dad reaches over to get a couple of French fries. Hey, those are mine, says the little six-year-old. And the dad thought, hmm, I guess he doesn't get it. <laughs> They're actually mine. I actually bought them. And as a matter of fact, I don't really need any french fries. I just wanted to kind of fellowship with you a little bit over some french fries. I could actually buy the whole store and bury you in french fries. Or I could get my own pack of french fries and go sit by myself and eat the whole pack. To which then the Lord sort of spoke to him and said, and that's kind of how you are with me. You think all the french fries are yours. But they're really all mine. I don't really need any french fries. I'm looking for fellowship with you. I'm looking for you enjoying giving back to the guy who gave it to you as a cheerful giver. And so uh, I would encourage you that from Romans chapter 8, it says that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the principle of Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm not, is tithing a law? It predates the law. It goes back before the law. It goes to Abraham, who was before Moses. It goes back to Jacob, who was before Moses. Then Moses brings in the law. Then Jesus brings in grace. Then Paul writes, a cheerful giver. So in true giving, how do you be led by the Spirit? Scripture says of itself that these words are spirit and these words are life. They're spiritual life. So God's word is a great place to get spiritual direction and then the holy spirit comes and impresses upon me what to give the direction i should give as he purposes in his heart as god works in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure and to do god's pleasure i would encourage you to not resist the leading of his holy spirit amen thank you panel you were terrific